Welcome to the Refs Need Love 2 podcast, a show that gives you a real raw behind-the-scenes view of one of the hardest jobs on the pitch, the referee. I'm your host, David Gerson, a grassroots referee with over seven years of experience and over a thousand matches under my belt. You can find me at refsneedlove2.com and on TikTok. In today's episode, we'll be chatting with Nathan Maddock, the English FA's first ever certified wheelchair-based referee. Cerebral palsy has not kept him from being deeply involved with the game that he loves. He started refing at 15, and he has been going at it now for over nine years. This conversation was recorded on a TikTok Live, so I apologize in advance for the relatively low audio quality. Enjoy. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. It is Sunday morning here in England. Um, We are going to be talking with Nathan Maddock, the English FA's first ever wheelchair-based certified referee. So he's going to be joining momentarily. I have to tell you, I've been wanting to talk to Nathan uh, for probably, gosh, this be almost since I started this uh, TikTok like eight months ago. Um, I think there's a lot of, um, you know, just consternation and concern about becoming a referee. People wonder, you know, can I do it? You know, should I do it? What's going to happen if I do do it? Um, I personally, I, I refed uh, last weekend for the first time in this season. It had been like a, a month and a half off since I was doing grassroots games. And I have to tell you, I was, I was nervous. I mean, the night before, I was wondering, like, can I do this? Should I do this? Um, you know, am I qualified to do this? <laughs> and then, you know, you step out on the pitch and you're like, yeah, this is what I do. This is what I love. And I think it's so interesting to be able to talk to you know, Nathan in particular, who's going to be joining us as soon as he gets on here, you know, a wheelchair-based referee. I mean, that's, that, that, is, that is amazing. I mean, you think about the challenges in life that someone goes through when they're, they're, they're confined to a wheelchair. And then, you know, putting yourself in the, the position, oh, I've got Nathan right here. I'm going to invite him to go live together. I just sent it. Um, and so then putting yourself in the position that you're Based to a wheelchair, and then stepping out onto a football pitch, which is a you know you're just like amping up you know the potential um, you know challenges that you might actually you know expect. Um, but just real briefly, I am a grassroots soccer referee here in the United States. I'm based in Atlanta, Georgia. I have been refing for seven years, and my friend Nathan Maddock um, has been a football. Uh, referee in England. He was the first ever wheelchair-based football referee. Um, Nathan, my gosh, man, can you tell everyone where exactly are you based, sir? Uh, so I'm based in England. Um, so I have lived in England all my life, and I was born here, and I absolutely love it. And I, I'm based in the West Country. <laughs> Very cool. And, and you are a massive football fan, but beyond being a referee like I am, you're also a, a supporter of a couple clubs. Do you want to tell people who you support? Yeah, so I'm a big Chelsea fan. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a big Chelsea fan and I have been for many, many years. Um, and, you know, I've loved football always since I was really young. My my family got me into it. Um, and, yeah, it's been it's been amazing. And, and also... I also volunteer for a uh, a local club to me as well, and mm-hmm. we do that on a on a volunteering basis. And so we had a game yesterday, um, cool. where I was doing them. Uh, I sell the match day programs, so oh, cool. I do that, and then I'm able to um, watch uh, the game afterwards. So yeah, it's really really good. 
Awesome, man. Well, why don't we talk briefly about you being a referee? Uh, first off, I know I get a lot of questions all the time about people who are like, oh, I'm worried about being a ref. You know, should I become a referee? You know, what would you say to them? Uh, go for it because anything could happen. You know, so many doors could open for you. Um, when I was told, I was told many years ago, or maybe you may not be able to referee because you're in a wheelchair, you have a disability. And I was like, well, I can still give it a go. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But when I was about seven, eight years old, I wanted to make sure that um, I want, I've loved football and I've always wanted to make sure I'll be part of that of game. And then when I was watching football with my dad one day and um, I noticed the role of the match officials then basically. And then I thought, oh, this could be something I could get involved in, which I thought this would be a great opportunity. But at the time, uh, because of my age, I couldn't do it. So here in England, you have to be a certain age to qualify. Um, and at the time, obviously, I wasn't able to. So over the years, when I was at school, I was given a whistle by the sports department. And I was able to referee some games with my uh, friends during break and lunchtime, which gave me the yeah. experience I like. And then I was given the opportunity to referee some games uh, during, uh, like we have games lessons when I was at school. Yeah. And yeah. All soccer. And uh, then that, that gave me a bit more experience on what it was like to officiate. To be honest, I was a little bit hesitant, if that makes sense, because of course I, I didn't know what it would be like, but then I absolutely loved it. And then I thought, oh, maybe I could become a referee and qualify. So yeah. at school t- during the school time, and I was probably about 16 at the time, uh, but it didn't work out, unfortunately, just, just because of so many different things. And then I left school and then I went to um, uh, college and yeah. I went to study sports at college for three years. So I did wow. loads of things there. That uh, was mainly sports science, I think it was. And then yeah. I, I went to the sports department this is my dream. I want to become a referee. And we discussed the situation of where, you know, where the difficulties may come into play, because obviously due to the disability and all that, where I probably wouldn't be able to referee 11 aside games, which I totally understood. And then um, I emailed um, and tried to get in contact with people to see if they could help me. Um, And I didn't get any response, unfortunately. So I went back to the sports department and said, is there any way you can help me with it? And then they decided yeah. they would contact for, for me. And then the, the in I think it was March 2013. So it'll be yeah. um, 10 years next year. Wow. Oh, my gosh. 10 years. How, how many matches do you think you've reffed over your 10 years, if you were just going to give a round number? Oh, good question. Because I don't have a, a tournament-based day, so I yeah. refereed games in a day. So it could be between – oh. In the last, I'd say up to probably about 100, 200 maybe. But of wow. course, they're not obviously 90-minute games. They right. can last between, um, last between 5 to 20 minutes, depending yeah. on the actual, um, you know, the league and all that. So it, 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 it's been the best decision of my life. Yeah. And um, I'll never forget it because, like I say, everyone has, you know, things to, you know, want to do things. And that was yeah. one of my goals in life and i'm so grateful and thankful yeah. for all the people, um that has supported me and got me into the game because yeah. it changed my life forever in 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 the best possible way because it's yeah. helped me communication skills it's got me into the game that i love it's also given me the opportunity to be myself if that's if that makes sense because yeah 
given me the opportunity to to do something that I really enjoy. So I, I, I want to say thank you to you as well, David, for all the support that you've given me over the last, I don't know how long we've been following each other on TikTok. Yeah. But, you know, I've just wanted to share my story through TikTok because I think lots of people should be able to share what what's going on in their lives. And I think having the opportunity to to do it has been great. And, and I can't wait for my season to start, which should start in September. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I, I will say one of the nice things, uh, you know, for the people who are, are joining our call is that when you do become a referee, you, you instantly become a part of a global community. Um, what we, one of the things that's wonderful about the game of football is it is a global game. Uh, it brings people together from all walks of life and all backgrounds. And I have to tell you, every day when I step onto the pitch, and today I've got three more games this afternoon, you know, I'm going to go out there. I don't know two of the gentlemen I'll be refing with in the first couple games, but you know, as soon as I meet them, we're going to be fast friends. We're, we're going to be partners. We have a shared experience together. <laughs> you know, we're on the same team. You know, we're, we're the third team that's on the pitch. You have two teams competing against each other, and then you've got the referees who are a crew and a team. So instantly you become, you become friends. And so I, I've personally developed, a, you know, a massive network, you know, now through this TikTok around the world. But even before that, all of these wonderful people in my community who I've connected with through a love of the game and a love of the laws of the game and making sure that they're properly applied, which I think is fantastic. I have a, a couple more uh, questions uh, for you, Nathan. Just again, you know, I, I think there's uh, people get real nervous about becoming a referee because they, they recognize that there's a lot of people who, you know, don't like the referee or, or want to, you know, throw negative comments at the referee or potentially try and physically intimidate. Where do you find the courage? Like inside you, where do you find the courage to go out and be a ref on a weekly basis? Uh, good question. So I love the sport and I've always loved refereeing. So anytime I get able to uh, go and officiate a match, I'm like, this is going to be an amazing day. I always have a positive mindset make sure that if I have a positive mindset, then I go to that game having, you know, making sure that game is always going to be in the best possible way. Um, because I don't, I don't work with assistant referees. So I'm, I'm, I'm the only person that sees everything, which I think, which it, it can be um, challenging. Um, but for my point of view, I think everything is just um, in a, and for me, if I have a situation where, I am a bit uncomfortable or I, I'm a bit, you know, after a game or a match I've just officiated and I'm thinking to myself, oh, I've made a mistake. I'm like, okay, I've made a mistake, but make sure I don't um, do that again and just learn from the mistake that I made. Or mm -hmm. uh, And the, the, all the, the main thing is always have those people, you know, a core group or something that's able to, you're confident, able to speak to people and ask them for advice. And I think yeah. that's the thing um because cool. when I, I first refereed my first game back in i think it was 2014 even though i qualified in yep. 20 i remember particularly i had a game where for some reason i made an absolute error of judgment and i gave a penalty mm. which was a penalty but i was like okay um i'll learn from that and i had like a mentor if that makes sense um yeah. on the um just so we could share the pick especially with an electric wheelchair um, I have to be careful of my, the battery uh, power, also how much charge I've got in the chair. So sometimes yeah. I, you know, share the pitch and then I do one game and then somebody else does another. Um, yeah. But for, for me, every time I get appointed to a game or I know I'm going to 
referee a tournament because every game I do is a tournament tournament based day. Yeah. Three three pitches going on uh, games going on at the same time on three yeah. different pitches. So I'm making sure that I always have that positive mindset to make sure it's mm-hmm. great for everybody. That's awesome. Um, but just, I, I think it's so important when you show up to the pitch as a referee that you're going out there with a positive attitude, uh, that you're building rapport with the players during the warm up, with the coaches. I'm always going over like, hey, coach, just, you know, we're playing 35s today. It's a five minute halftime, you know, unlimited subs, whatever it is, going over the rules of the game, you know, just making sure that we have a, we have a dialogue, uh, you know, they, they, they send some positivity, you know, out of me. And, and I, when I'm on the pitch too, you know, I am in love with the game of, of soccer, football, whatever you want to call it. I'm in love with it. And I want the players to see that too, that I'm working hard, that I'm passionate about it, that I care about it. I'm willing to explain the rules to people too. But having that, that right mindset, I think is, you know, 80% of being a good referee. I mean, knowing the laws of the game, really important, certainly, but man, the right mindset and being able to manage a game is so critical. So I, I guess, you know, man, Nathan, do you have any questions for me, sir? Well, yeah, I do actually. I, I wanted to know a little bit about uh, how you got into refereeing yourself. Um, yep. That's right. Cause I, th- I think you've probably posted a few things on TikTok and I think it'd be great to hear about your story too. Yeah, no, definitely. So uh, for me personally, I've always been the kind of person who wants to be the one responsible for a situation, Uh, whether I was in, you know, student government in junior high school, high school, youth organizations, I am, I'm a glutton for punishment. Like I always want the responsibility to be on me. I, and when I was in college, I was a, um, uh, I was a rugby player. And by my you know, second year of university, I was the president of the rugby team. And let me tell you, if you've ever been around a rugby team, especially, I mean, you know, it is a, a, a crazy group of guys or girls. So having to be responsible for that team and having to potentially justify their actions to the dean of the school or other authorities um, it can be a, a difficult situation or, or getting them to an away game. You know, it, it's it's not easy, but I like being that person responsible. So I actually, in my senior year of university, I became a rugby referee um, just because I like being that person who knows the laws and responsible for the game. Um, but then after a couple of years and I got out of, stop, I stopped playing rugby. I couldn't show up to work with a black eye anymore. Um, I then started, I, I got married, had kids, and I started coaching my kids. And they, you know, they played, they played soccer, they played football. So I, I kind of fell in love with the game. Um, then we moved to Europe. So I was in love with the game as a coach, but really we moved to Europe and we lived in the Netherlands. And there in U10 and even U12, so they don't have an official sign to many of the games. My kid was playing recreational. It wasn't high academy. They had parents step in and ref the games. And so, you know, even though I didn't speak Dutch, I started refing over there and I really liked it. When we got back to the United States, at that time in the U.S., you could become a referee at 10 years old. And my son, Jacob, you know, also kind of that person who wants the responsibility on him and wanted to start earning some money, wanted to be a ref. So at 10 years old, he got certified. 40 years old, I got certified. If you look on my TikTok, you can see the first video yesterday I posted. We went to the exact same field that we refed our first game on seven years ago. And yesterday we were roughing there. I'll be back there on that field again today. And we took kind of a, you know, staged a picture at the exact same location. Um, so I got into it because, 
you know, he wanted to do it. And if he, if I was going to drive him to a game and have to wait for him at the field, I was like, I might as well be getting paid to do it too. And I just, I, I fell hardcore in love. I don't follow basketball. I don't follow baseball. I don't follow hockey. I am all about football. I watch it all the time, you know, every chance I get. And I love the laws of the game. I love understanding, you know, how they were created and everything. Um, but that's why, Nathan, that's why I got into it. You know, it started with, you know, just kind of a, a love of the game, you know, and I got, I liked it from coaching. But then when my son was going to be refing, I decided I would do it too. And man, it's been the greatest decision uh, I, I think I've, I've done in my life. This is, this is my hobby. It is my love. It is my thing. Um, and, and I enjoy every, every minute of it, the mental challenge, the physical challenge. Um, every time I have an opportunity, I, it just, uh, it brings a great deal of joy for me. It's a, it's a great story because it's exactly what I was getting involved into it really in a sense, because we love the game and we want to be part of the game we love. And you were saying a bit about your rugby referee and um, how yeah. Uh, just three years. So I, I did it my uh, senior year of university, and then I did it for two years men's league after that, which is a very different environment as a rugby referee. You know, rugby, everyone's much more respectful. It still can be a pretty crazy, intense game, you know, as you can imagine. Uh, but the dialogue with the players is very different. Um, it, but I mean, again, I, I, I was hardcore in love with rugby, which in America, again, rugby is not one of the top, you know, eight spectator sports. It's certainly not on TV very often. It's kind of a, a counterculture thing, if you will. And I loved that. And so, you know, soccer is, you know, kind of was counterculture 20, 30 years ago. Uh, now it is the number one uh, watch sport for people between 18 and 34. So the next generation of, of Americans are going to be crazy soccer fans already uh, the amount of people who are playing and watching soccer in america on a weekly basis is as much if not more than the people who are in england playing and watching soccer on a on a weekly basis if you could believe it now we have 330 million people to the 60 million people that are in the uk um but again it's it's really becoming a big sport here all right nathan we're kind of uh, running uh, to the end of time man um, I, I just want to say to you, to you, Nathan, in particular, I am so inspired uh, by your story. Um, I honestly, it, it just, I, I think it's, it, I think it's fantastic. I think there's, there's all sorts of, of ways for people to find, find a way to give back to the game. I mean, you and I have chosen the path of being officials, being referees, you know, on the pitch, but, you know, you mentioned that you volunteer at your club, you know, handing out you know, match day programs or selling match day programs. There's yesterday I was at the field, there's field administrators who are, you know, helping to support the referees and making sure all the games are going off well during the tournament. There's ways to support your local team and be a positive, you know, impact on the game that we love. And I want to encourage everyone out there, no matter what your decision is, if you're going to be a player, if you're going to be, you know, a, a volunteer, if you're going to be a referee, if you're going to be a coach, to stay involved in the game. Because I think there's so many wonderful things that happen when you're, you know, a part of the game of football. Again, you, you learn teamwork, you learn communication, you learn hard work, there's strategy. And I just think it's a uh, Absolutely fabulous. So Nathan, I, I've so enjoyed getting to know you and I, and I hope uh, in the future, as if I come over to uh, England, we can get together and, and hang out. That would be wonderful. Absolutely. And thank you for uh, having me on your live this afternoon in England. And obviously it's the morning where you are. Um, it's been a pleasure to uh, talk to you because 
Um, it's been great to get to know you and to be able to talk about refereeing and football and soccer. And I wish you all the best this afternoon where you have uh, your games this afternoon. I, I, I look forward to hearing how all they went this afternoon for you. Excellent, man. Thank you. And thank you, everyone who dialed in for the live. Nathan, I'm sure we'll chat again soon, man. Absolutely. Take care of yourself. Bye for now. Take care. Bye. Bye bye. I sincerely hope you enjoyed that conversation with Nathan Maddock, the English FA's first ever certified wheelchair based referee. Let me tell you, when I get a little bit down or I'm a little concerned about my fitness or my ability to get in the middle of the pitch, I think about Nathan and he inspires me. Um, I'm so happy that I've gotten to know him through uh, this TikTok and this brand of Refs Need Love too. I, I tell you, if anyone you know <laughs> deserves some love, it is that guy and some respect. What a quality young man. Uh, I'm so delighted that I get to call him a friend and I'm thrilled that I was able to share his story with you. Have a wonderful day and may your next games be red card free.